0: Viewpoint 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songezo on SAFM.
1: 21.45, 15 minutes to go. Uh, let's have a conversation about our neighbors, Eswatini. Journalists and human rights activists work under fear in Eswatini. Mr. Begima Makubu, editor of The Nation, a newspaper in Eswatini, is on the line talking to us about some of the issues that perhaps we might miss because we take our freedoms here in the country all to granted 30 years on. Begimakubu, Makubu, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. It's so good to have you on our show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Much appreciated. I'm going to play for you very shortly a voice note. It's a friend. It's a friend who had a friend in Eswatini. The friend's friend, in other words, this person that I'm really talking about, was killed, was killed last year. Here is a short tribute by my friend in honor of her friend, a national of Eswatini. Who was a human rights activist and a lawyer. Take a listen.
2: Tulani Masoko was a human rights lawyer who came to my awareness and my attention because it clocked at the Constitutional Court of South Africa, so we had that in common. And I remember a couple of years ago, um, he was arrested for writing something that was deemed critical of the monarchy in Swaziland and um, we were notified of that arrest and I remember that being the moment from which I started following his work. You will note I call it Swaziland and not a Swadini and that's because Um, Tulani did not recognize uh, the renaming of Swaziland to Swadini because it was done without consulting the people. So in honor of him, I also now uh, in honor of him and his beliefs and also what I believe in, I also refer to Swadini as Swaziland. Um, I was in awe of him, you know, because of how he was putting himself on the line in a very real way and i was also in awe of how he did this really really hard work in a very gentle way you know a very soft way and that's why you know i could never have imagined someone so kind you know so gentle hearted meeting such a very very violent death and end um i had the opportunity recently to have a long conversation with his widow daniela maseko who's also an activist and you would think after Tulani's death, she would retreat in fear, but she's not. She's continuing the call for a democratic Swaziland, right? And um, she gave me so much perspective on how to remain human in the face of violence, how to be brave under the weight of oppression, and how to always live in alignment with you know, one's values. Danella is under surveillance and faces very real threats, but like tulani she's committed to the struggle and as neighbors to swaziland you know a people that offered our people refuge during our own struggle i think the least we could do is offer our support try and understand keeping informed you know understanding what is happening in swaziland and applying the pressure on our government to intervene there too um and for those people who would love to offer their support um to Danele and uh, the cause of a democratic Swaziland, I think, um, you know, I would advise looking at the Tulani Maseko Foundation, which Danele uh, uh, established last year. Uh, they offer a lot of uh, avenues for people to per- participate in any which way that they can.
1: Mr. Kubu you heard all of that. Um, that's probably very jarring. It certainly is for me. I was hearing that for the first time and I thought I would hear it for the first time on air so that I can actually sort of bring in even my own emotions to this conversation. But before we get to anything of that kind, what do you make of that commentary? What do you make of the situation as you know it to be and have experienced it in Eswatini, or shall we say Swaziland?
0: Well, first of all, uh Tulani Masego, whom she's referring to, um, we were co-accused in that case when we went. We both went to jail on the same charge. Um he published that article in the magazine that I edit. And uh, I we in fact I wrote an opinion and he happened to write this the following month this exact sentiments I had, and it wasn't about the the king per se, it was about the chief justice of the time he had abused his power mm. and him being a lawyer sort of expanded on the point i'd raised and we got ourselves uh, in jail and we were co-accused and spent time together in jail i know tulani very well um and um, you know he was he, he was. He felt very strongly about the democratization of uh, Swaziland, and we did a lot of debating about it as a columnist for the magazine I work for. And uh, we, we, even though we believed in the same things, we we did tend to differ on approach. Uh, but he was. He was, as she said, at least she's right. He was. Even though he was a down-to-earth person, he felt very strongly about what he believed in and was inspired by. Uh, many of Africa's, uh, you know, uh, activist leaders, and here we are talking about from Mandela to the Kwame Krumas to everybody, he he really believed in what he did. And it, in fact, his death, you know, shocked everyone. And I mean everyone. No one saw it shocked coming. because, because of the death, death
1: happened or shocked at the fact that it happened a certain way?
0: Uh, both. In that, of all the people, remember, the country was going through unprecedented violence. You know, it was unknown in the country what was going on. But the last person you would have thought of to be assassinated was Tulane, because he was against violence. He believed, and I actually did an interview with his widow for our January edition, And uh, she was telling me, you know, how he differed with his comrades on the violence and that he always believed that if you keep pushing, putting pressure, eventually the king would cave in. So I knew that with him and I think thousands of Maswati knew that about him. Him being the target of an assassination was... shocking you know he he wasn't a militant guy who uh, said big words in in public forums he always believed in calm reasoned persuasion if you like just the power of your argument and words was what he believed in for him to be the target just didn't make sense to it still doesn't make sense to some of us to this day
1: very well. Let's use that then as the context against which we will then have the balance of the conversation and that is media freedom and freedom of expression and the general freedoms that in the South African context I would say many take for granted. It's like breathing because they are so enshrined and beyond that so much a culture of who we are. It's not to say of course we as a nation do not have any problems associated with how the rollout of the Bill of Rights actually happens but I think the core is that we have these rights rights, and we certainly make sure we express them. How they quite roll out, and whether or not they are received in higher office quite another point altogether. Let's continue the conversation with the editor of The Nation magazine in Eswatini, Mr. Begima after the
0: break. On
1: Mr. Begima Kubu, editor of The Nation magazine in Eswatini, is here. Journalists in Eswatini continue to work. It is reported under immense pressure from the country's monarch. For years, journalists and human rights activists have had to flee to neighboring countries amid attacks by the law enforcement and endless detentions. We've certainly heard a voice note that has been corroborated by our guest this evening. In recent news, the Eswatini monarchy... Ah, kum And its government have asked the Mbumalanga High Court to rule that Swaziland News editors, Willie Martin Lamini, an exile journalist, they accuse of defaming them with dozens of widely improbable stories, is guilty of terrorism. They also want the court to order that the Swaziland News can only publish stories on them after they have seen the articles and been given seven days' respond to them. The claim that Swaziland News editor Willemot and Lamini is guilty of terrorism because he and his publication clearly support the Swaziland International Solidarity Forces, a group aligned with the extremist faction of Eswatini pro-democracy movement help us understand this this does not sound right is it right or is it wrong <laughs> give us context
0: I, I, share with us what is happening well to be honest with you i think this uh, court action is quite silly uh, i can't see what it seeks to achieve perhaps uh, in doing in taking him to court they're hoping that they'll shut him up but i think they the you know the government which is driving the the case just uh, is out of touch with reality, it, it's, it's a very silly uh, case that is bringing attention to government in an unnecessary way, and the king, of course. Um, but essentially, you know, um, it, it the advent, if you like, or the rise of uh, Zori Martin Lamini is part of the broader story of uh, media suppression in the country. You know, we we've been, I I mean Tulani and I went to jail in 2014 because of the things we wrote, and it scared everybody. And there have been other instances. We've just had the prime minister make threats against, and he's he's hardly three months in the office, and he's already making threats about against the media. So what has happened is some people, like Zoeli have uh, moved to online publications. Uh, you know he apparently he he lives in South Africa now he 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 left the country and they are able to feed the public with what is going on in government and I guess because they have no control over him, they are trying to use the South African system to shut him up because they can 't do it you know from here and for me um I, I just don't see what what it seeks to achieve if it ever goes to court i'm i'm not sure if they'll get what they want and uh, he's he's quite a resilient guy and they're just pumping him up unnecessarily if the if if you know you look at it from their perspective but i suppose it's desperation because one of the things that obviously the country has suffered from is bad publicity. You know, here we are talking because of what you've heard about the country, and, and it hurts them, I guess. But uh, it's a totally unnecessary court action. As I mean, you say
1: he of. apparently lives in South Africa. Put differently, is it possible that somebody who is courting the monarch's attention and the agents of the monarch the way that he has this is now is it possible for somebody who would be probably as critical of the monarch as say our late comrade to whom we referred earlier on would yeah. be and could be living in eswatini and moving freely
0: well look i we I, i'll tell you one thing um in my i've i've been a journalist for for 36 years now and i've written a lot of uh, many many articles criticizing the king mm. um tulane wrote a hell of a lot to uh, in his columns criti- he wasn't a journalist but he was a columnist for mm. uh, for mm. my magazine and uh, when we got arrested actually what happened was we got arrested and then we we were released by another charge you know because they didn't see what the first was about and during that period when we were free, which was about three days, we discussed the question of whether we should make a run for it or should stick around. And we didn't even debate it. We said, we're not going to go anywhere. This is our home, and we're going to stick uh, stick around for what we believe in. Mm. So that was our choice. Mm. You could say, but he did he more than I did because he was more involved in the politics of the country. I do it more as a writer. He was not just a writer. He was not just a lawyer. He was the guy who organized the... politics to call for change. And he did worry about his life and and getting killed. But he always said, I'd rather die here than die elsewhere. So he never wanted to go anywhere. Um, but that doesn't mean we don't criticize. I think the problem with the government, with uh, Zueli not being available for them maybe to call into an office or even arrest is the frustration that is driving them to this what i think is why would they need
1: to do that um, final question 30 seconds well,
0: well he, he he has published some serious bombshells about things that are happening some of which to be would honest it if in us, yeah.
1: would it constitute fair comment
0: by uh, journalistic some standards of it, uh, some of it some of it not very well. You know, I don't want to judge that. No, no, um, fair enough.
1: No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Look, Mr. Uh, Begimakubu, I have to end it here and offer extreme gratitude to you for your time. I mean, I know certain things, especially in the context by which we are having this conversation, can't always be easy, but I appreciate you honoring the appointment with ourselves. Sure. Mr. Begimakubu, okay. editor of The Nation magazine in Eswatini, 2201. Good evening, everybody. It's time for news.